0: Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where
1: credit's due.
0: Three. Welcome to We're Talking tonight, Craig Malasa, with a very special guest, Dave Amato. We're talking... Uh, well, we're going to talk some Raging Cajun football, but not a whole lot. We're going to talk about the Sunbelt Conference West, where Dave sees it going and who's going to finish where and what we're going to do. How are we doing tonight, Dave? I'm doing
1: fine. How are you doing, sir?
0: Uh, you know, like I told you off air, I'm kind of recovering a little bit from the heat this weekend, but still, uh, still doing well. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm getting close to ready to bed, drinking lots of water. <laughs> i don't I'm gonna, think you're
1: drinking water you're not drinking water tonight though
0: i have a water and a bourbon right next to each other so uh very good one glass of water uh one glass uh, one sip of bourbon one swallow of water so not at the same there time though
1: no. <laughs> don't want to ruin the taste excellent excellent what's on tap
0: tonight uh, i'm drinking old forester 1910 old fine whiskey uh gotcha. old forester has a great great line of uh, bourbons that i and I, i'm not sure that I've, there's a couple of them i won't say are my favorites but the uh the majority of them are very very good in my opinion so excellent let's uh let's jump right into it like i said we'll uh, we're not going to talk uh, louisiana the cajuns finished first last year so we're going to skip over those skip over them for the night we'll probably talk about them briefly at the end of the show and uh how we rate rate the guys. Uh, when we rank the teams. Uh, But we'll, uh, we'll talk about them next week in the UT game. So uh, let's jump right in. South Alabama finished uh, three and five in conference play, four and seven overall. Uh, I was a little bit surprised to see that they had finished second. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, I guess that's why Arkansas State's coach moved on. So yeah,
1: we're going to we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. And You know, uh, I think the West is going to look similar to what it looked like last year. Um, there's going to be a dominant team at the top, I think, and there's going to be a dominant team at the bottom, I think. And there's going to be three teams that one of them may or may not move to the top of it and, and get themselves bowl eligible. The other two are probably gonna be lucky to three three wins maybe I, as I see it um, so yeah it's gonna be an interesting Western conference uh, I think there's it's obvious who's the if, you know as long as they stay healthy who's the best team and there's obvious who's the worst team in the conference right
0: now yes uh, no no doubt of our Ken art. <laughs> I, I can't argue with either one of those, and uh, we won't go there right now. We're not going to spoil the prize, surprise for everyone,
1: <laughs> right?
0: So, um uh, So I'm seeing here Southern Miss, uh, uh, Bowling Green, Alcorn State, and, and then they close yeah. to the end of the year, uh, Tennessee. What, what are you seeing with South Alabama this year?
1: So, South Alabama is very, very interesting. You're, you're dead on. Um, I don't know on the out of conference schedule. I really don't. Looking at it, uh, you know, the Alcorn State's so obviously a game that they should win. Southern Miss is going to be interesting. We kind of touched on them last week, uh, and 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 their new coach and Will Hall is going to. I think they have them ready to play. Bowling Green could be a win and obviously Tennessee is going to be a game they probably lose. But when I was actually looking at um, USA's roster this year, this is what amazed me. Uh, They signed 20 kids this year, 13 of which were transfers from uh, Division One schools. Of the seven remaining players that they signed, four of those guys were Juco transfers. So they only signed three actual high school seniors, which leads me to believe that uh, when the new coach there, Kane Womack, got there, his his understanding was this team is not very good, right? And they needed to upgrade immediately to be competitive. Um, he's got, like I said, 13 transfers uh, from the likes of TCU, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Missouri, Michigan State, and Utah, and he's got a few others from some smaller schools, and then again, he's got four transfers from JUCO, so it's a, it's a, my roster isn't very good Scenario, and I've got to go ahead and bring some players in who who are going to be experienced and give myself a chance to win. So um, they've got they've got some issues, I think, going into the season. Depending on how these transfers play out, they could be they could be pretty good. But they're going to have these transfers are going to have to make a, an impact right away.
0: Yeah, I agree, and that and that's typical when you bring in a uh, a JUCO class, especially. Uh, yeah. You're expected, they're expected to, uh, you know, you don't have time to, as a like that. You, you have, it's time to play now. You yeah. know,
1: you can't yeah, afford to they, miss on those. Yeah. They've got a quarterback bot battle that that's going to be interesting. Um, last year, they brought in a freshman who ended up transferring out, um, but they had Desmond Trotter, who was a returner, who actually put up some pretty good numbers against the Cajuns the first time he played them and is a pretty athletic guy and then they brought in a grad transfer from Utah in Jake Bentley and I think ultimately Bentley should win that job but, but Trotter's a good quarterback too and you you might see both of them play during the season. They also brought in a Big-time running back for Mississippi State. He was a really high recruit uh, for Mississippi State who wanted to transfer out and ended up at at, uh, South Alabama. His name's Kareem Walker, and he's going to be – he might be their offense this year. Um, He's going to be a really, really good player for them.
0: Well, I see where they have an offensive lineman from Mississippi State as well. I don't know if if, if that was this year or previous, but uh... – They yeah, be- their
1: offensive line is very experienced. They brought in uh, a hand, you know, they've got a handful of returning guys, and I think they're going to be they're going to be good. They lose, they lose a really good wide receiver in Kawan Baker, uh, who's actually on the Saints roster this year. Uh, I don't know if he'll make the team. I think he's got a shot at making the team, but but he was a really good wide receiver for them. Um, and then they've got a pretty good one in uh, a guy named Tolbert who's going to be coming back from last year, who was their number two guy, but they've got, I think three transfers that are wide receivers that are going to have to step up for them Uh, because outside of Tolbert, they don't have a lot there and it's going to, like I said, it's going to depend on what they want to do. I think they're going to run the ball a lot with the new uh, Kareem Walker. Um, And then they're going to have, uh, you know, they're going to throw in the ball. We're just going to, know it's going to be, a crapshoot on who's the quarterback and who's the receivers that step up.
0: I'm, I'm seeing an inside linebacker from uh, uh, Texas A&M as well. It's a red shirt freshman. So they're yeah. able to get some yeah. transfers in and with the JUCOs, like I said, it, especially a JUCO player, HUD, HUD used to talk about it more so than any of the coach that i had heard in the past that when you, when a JUCO comes in, he's expected to perform. If he can't come in and start, there's really no need for him to be there on scholarship that's exactly right yeah well
1: yeah if you're only getting a guy for two years if you're lucky and he can't come in and start then yeah why we make the move for him go ahead and bring in a freshman and and see if he can work his way into the lineup at that point so yeah USA look you got a brand new coach there Kane Womack is uh, you know there's there was a lot of hype about him bringing in coming in They've got you know a new stadium. They got a lot of excitement going on there. But this is not a team that's been very good, very often. And I don't know how they're going to look this year. It's really going to depend on how those transfers you know pan out for them.
0: Well, like you said, the stadium is uh, is is still new. It's a it's a year old. I think a lot a of old. excitement. Last year was a COVID year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the local community there supports this team. I hope they do because the stadium is very beautiful there. Uh, from what I've seen, I, I have not seen it in person, so uh,
1: I have not either. But they're going from a, a very old stadium to a brand new one, so yeah. it, it's got to have some excitement, you know. And and, and this year they're going to have fans in the stands, so um, it, it you look they they've they've got a possibility because the West is going to be weaker, right? Than the East is. We I think we both can admit that yep. they've got a chance. Anybody in that middle group can finish in second place in the in the West, as we saw last year as USA finished in second and they really didn't have a very good team. Right. I think you're going to see a lot of that this year, too. I I I might have a surprise for you where you are a little shocked on who I pick second this year. But but we'll get to that later on.
0: Well, just looking at their schedule, um, uh, you know, they they get coastal at home. they get Arkansas State at home and they get Georgia Southern at yeah. home so you're playing yeah. uh, you're playing Texas State on the road you that that's a that's a good possibility for a win but there too and we'll talk with them in a little bit but I'm sure I'm almost positive they brought in a bunch of JC guys because they've got a new coach they did
1: they so. did and 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 you know you know they do have to go to app which is gonna always a tough game right no matter when you play them where you know what time of the year you play them apps are always going to be a tough game on the road. Well, that's I was going to say, that's
0: probably not a game they were going to, they they can count on winning anyway. So at least that one's on the road. Yeah.
1: But the three teams that traditionally, you know, are, are outside of app, UL state, Arkansas state and coastal, they get all three of those guys at home. Right. So maybe you get lucky. Maybe you pull out a win against Arkansas state with a new coach um i don't know it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year bowling green could be a win for them alcorn state should probably be a win i just think they're going to have uh that southern miss game early in the season is going to be a good test to see exactly where they stand right we're going to be able to gauge them at that point
0: and, and you have to, they go to troy but at the same time that's a real rivalry rivalry game there so yeah. easy for me to say so anything <laughs> could happen in that game uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you saw, what was it a couple of years ago that we somewhat struggled against you and ULM. And then last year we went and scored 70 plus against them. So, I mean, it's not always, it, it, it it's not always about the record sometimes in games like that. So, yeah. uh, well, good deal. Um, one thing, you know, uh, it, talking to the guys there, JT Crabtree and, uh, uh, JD Byers, uh, JT is the uh, radio voice for the uh, for the Jaguars and uh, JD is the uh, ESPN Plus and I believe he yeah. he uh, handles the uh, the general manager's duties as as well I believe so two good guys uh, as it gets closer hope to have both of them on and Dave you're welcome to join me at that point and we'll talk a little football hopefully we can get them on long before we play them at least the same week but early in the week i'm trying to see oh we played them early october 2nd
1: so yeah should, i think i was say
0: that should be a beautiful weekend in mobile then, october 2nd quite honestly yeah
1: i've actually i've actually already booked my trip there i am actually staying um near gulf shores um, for the weekend I'm going to get up there on a Thursday and uh, stay in Gulf Shores and then Saturday drive over for the game and then Saturday my family's going to stay in in the Gulf Shores area so are excited about it we're hoping the weather's really nice for that trip
0: one thing I didn't mention tonight's program is brought to you tonight by the Raging Cajun Athletic Foundation no they didn't pay for a commercial but we're giving them one Support your Ragin' Cajun Athletic Foundation if you're a Cajun fan. If you're not a Cajun fan and a fan of one of these other schools, please to give you give to your athletic foundation. Without your support, none of these colleges and universities can be working uh, working the magic that they are. So please help support your athletic foundation. Uh, we're you're listening? And we're talking with Craig Malasa and Dave Amato. Uh, Dave, where we go next? Uh, you uh, we've got. Arkansas State, again, two and six yeah. in the conference last year.
1: Yeah, uh, it was a, it was rough for Arkansas State. They're not used to being two and six in the conference. Um, they're used to being near the top, specifically in the West, and uh, it was a rough year for them. And, and, and we saw it. Like Blake Anderson, I think, may have been tired there, and they were tired of the situation, and he's moved on to Utah State. Uh, they've got a really good, interesting uh, situation with the new coach Butch Jones coming in, who's yep. you know very well known. He's he was a, he was a coach at, at Central Michigan, he was a coach at Cincinnati, and obviously everybody remembers him at Tennessee. Um, so yeah, so we get a it, it's a splash hire. It's a little bit of a you know a, a big time hire, right? You bring in a guy like Butch Jones. Uh, who's got a name most of the time when you get a new Sunbelt coach, it's either going to be that big name guy that's coached somewhere else, or it's going to be an assistant from, from a, from a school that, you know, a, a fairly large school. But this time they went with Butch Jones, who's got some experience um, and got some talent to work with too. Um, he did last year, they did a kind of a 50 50 quarterback situation where they uh, they had Lane Hatcher, who has moved on and actually went to uh, uh, moved on to Utah State with Blake Anderson. So Logan Bonner should be the starter. They also bring in a Florida State transfer uh, in James Blackman, who I think will be the backup there because uh, Logan Bonner. um, I mean, I'm sorry. uh, I'm sorry. I was backwards. Lane Hatcher is there. Logan Bonner has moved on. Um, But, but Lane Hatcher was the, the guy last year, put up some good numbers. Offensively, Arkansas State didn't have any problems. It was on the other side of the football that they really struggled. So I think, I think obviously uh, they'll be okay at quarterback because they've got a guy who, who's put up big numbers. They lose a very good wide receiver in Jonathan Adams who had been there a long time and done a lot of good things. They also lose a guy that I don't think a lot of people are going to realize he was as big as he was. But there was another wide receiver on that team named Brandon Bowling, who was more of a hands guy. He kind of caught everything you threw to him. Um, He'll be gone. They do have Dehu Green, who is an Oklahoma guy, but he's been hurt most of his career or just never developed into the guy that they thought he was. Um, He'll have to step up if they're going to do anything on offense.
0: Well, you know, one thing that, that, that Arkansas State has always had, at least in my memory, uh, is, is receivers. For some reason, their receivers yep. have, have tended to eat us up. So, uh, I'm sure Ooh. they've got a little bit in the bank there and got some transfers. But looking at their schedule, so, I mean, they could literally be, though, come out of that, their first seven games, one and six.
1: Yeah, their out-of-conference schedule is brutal. And their their inside the conference schedule is not good at all. They they get UL Coastal and App all on the road. Um, so you're playing and Georgia the, Southern. What everybody and Georgia Southern, right? You're playing what everybody assumes is going to be the top three teams in the conference on the road. And then your other non conference games. Listen to this, right? So they play Memphis, who went six and three. COVID year last year i'm sorry eight and three they play tulsa who went six and three they play washington who a couple of people i have listened to think that washington could be the shocker of the season um and maybe even sneak into the you know into the national championship discussion but they're a top 20 team probably a top 15 team um and then their other game is um, going to be interesting because if I'm uh, it's it's uh, 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 Central Arkansas, who has been a pretty decent um, FCS team. So it'll be it'll be a rough go at it for them. I don't I don't see it. Like you said, it could be one in six easily.
0: Yeah, I'm just uh, and, you know, you you, you know, at, I said Central also Arkansas. Texas State on the road as well. And we'll talk and about
1: them in a minute.
0: Well, you know, and, and we will. But, you know, Texas State is the last game of the season for them. So, which means that Texas State, with their new coach, might be starting to round into shape by then, too. And yeah, they go to Georgia State also. Yeah, uh, they've
1: got it. It's it's not a very good schedule setup.
0: For them. They, have the, they have the Cajuns and App State at home. But then, but then it's Georgia Southern, uh, Coastal Carolina. And Georgia State on the road, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting here. Yeah,
1: yeah, they, you know, look, they lose a little bit on defense. They've got two really good players that they lost last year: uh, Justin Rice, who was a transfer in from Fresno State, who was just all over the field for them, probably their only and best defensive player, and Forrest Merrill, who uh, who left as well and they're going to have to, they're another team that's going to have to fill in with a lot of transfers, a lot of Juco or, or division one transfers. And they do bring in some, they've got some wide receivers that are coming in one from Kentucky, one from TCU and one from Boise. Um, So they've got some new faces. They're going to have to step up and replace Adams. I mean, Adams was the man last year for them, but again, Arkansas state's problem last year was not their offense. It was their defense. They, they scored points. They just didn't. They just couldn't stop many teams. They were a lot like Troy last year. They could. They could score with anybody, but they could not. They could not stop anybody either. And we, we saw it in most of the games they played last year. They struggled on defense mightily.
0: Well, it's one of those things, that, you know. And I'm just happy the uh, Cajuns uh, have them at home uh, because history has not been our side on our side playing up there. I mean, last year we did beat them twenty twenty seven. But, you know, that was that's one of our few wins in the last 20 years up there. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it,
1: it's a struggle. Look, it's a it's a tough place to go play. And if they're playing well, they're a good. You know, they're they're a formidable foe. They get some good fans to come out to the games when they're winning. And, and yeah. I don't know, you know, if when they're losing, they're like everybody else in the Sun Belt. They're not going to get a big crowd. Right.
0: Well, the nice part about that, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Jonesboro. I do enjoy it. Uh, uh, I've got friends up there. I, I don't mind going up there. Uh, but I'm uh, and I found a couple of good places to eat. And now they do sell uh, adult beverages in the uh, in the uh, restaurant. So
1: I was going to I was going to ask that because I haven't been there in quite some time. But that was one of the main detriments to going to uh, Jonesboro was the fact that they didn't have any adult beverages.
0: Yep, they've 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 done that, and uh, when I lived in Memphis 30 plus years ago, making the trip over to, to uh, Jonesboro, you know it was a it was a little different. So, but uh, uh, I think we're going to go ahead, and uh, unless you got anything else about Texas State or uh, South Alabama, we should mention right now. I'm Just. Yep.
1: I, I'm sorry. Did we just? <laughs> we may have messed that up. Did we just talk about Arkansas?
0: State? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Arkansas State. I just messed. <laughs> I, I just okay. messed it up.
1: Excuse <laughs> lo- Me?
0: No, I was looking at Arkansas State's schedule last year, and uh, Texas State happened to be right there uh, uh, on on my screen. So that's why. Uh, that's why I should not be allowed to uh, do two separate things at once. So it's or three or three no. things. I can probably do two things. I can have a bourbon. It's and a talk third. football. It's the third that really throws me off. So, no, I, uh,
1: I completely agree with you. I've got the same problem. No, I, I, look, I, I, the two teams we talked about are two of the three that we're going to talk about being in that middle spot. Who's which one of them steps up. Um, and we'll go on to the third one when we come back from the break, but yeah, no, look, the, the, the East, you know, I think, and you and I disagreed a lot on the East, but the East well. was a little bit different in the fact that there are some really good teams that could do a lot of things. I think the West is going to be interesting because I think only one of those teams steps up this year. I really.
0: Well, we, we might, uh, when we make our picks on the, on the West, we might go back and discuss the East a little bit more and, and I'll give you a little bit more logic or, my logic, uh, which may not be logical at all on what I was, what I'm, I'm looking at as far as, uh, Georgia Southern stepping up. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Besides, besides friendships and being a Homer on that side, I guess. So, <laughs> all right. So you've been listening, we're talking, we'll be back right after this short break, Greg saw Dave Amando, uh, remember to give to your RCF, your mm-hmm. athletic foundation, whether it's our raging Cajun athletic foundation Georgia Southern, Georgia State, doesn't matter. Help out. Welcome back to We're Talking. Craig Malasson is your host tonight with Dave Amado, our very special guest, talking about Sunbelt Football West Division. We've already uh, just finished up South Alabama and Arkansas State. Uh, Before we get started again, just want to remind you, uh, whether it's your athletic foundation or your school foundation, Please give to university. Every little bit helps. No gift is too small. So, Dave, we've got uh, two teams left to talk about tonight, Texas State and ULM. What are you seeing out of Texas State with their 2-6 and six record last year in conference?
1: So, it, you know, I, this is funny because it seems like every year I go into the season with the assumption that Texas State is going to make their big move this year. Right. Every year I say, well, look, why are they not good? Right. They've got one of the biggest enrollments in the in the in the Sunbelt. They've got the one of the biggest athletic, budgets. they've got a great location. They've got great facilities. And I struggle every year because at the end of the year, they're either two and ten or three and nine. And it seems like that's been their record since they joined the Sunbelt and and they never get any better. And I keep saying to myself, they're going to do it. One year, they're going to have that breakthrough year. This might be their year.
0: Um, I'm just hoping it's not against us. You know, it's kind of one of, right. those,
1: one no. of those things
0: in, in, in the baseball when we had the 32-game uh, win, yeah. uh, win streak against ULM. I'm like, not this year, not this year. Not this year. But yeah. uh, now, it, it's going to happen sooner or later. The Cajuns have never lost to the Bobcats, if you wonder what we're talking correct. about. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted. No,
1: no, 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 no. It's great. It's okay. Um, you know, look, they got the third, it's going to be Jake Spadaval's, uh, third year there. And and I like him a lot. I I really think that was a good hire for them. I, I, I think it's going to make them better. Um, it's just, we haven't seen it yet. Right. And I keep saying every year that they had some issues last year. Um, they've got, They've Got two good quarterbacks who <laughs> we could spend a night talking about their quarterbacks. Um, Brady McBride was a transfer from Memphis. Um, and the guy, he is a Johnny Manziel clone. Oh, um,
0: he's
1: yeah, uh, Brady McBride can make the most incredible play you've ever seen, and then two plays later, he makes the most head mistake you've ever seen the guy's a super athlete and he's ultimately going to be the starter the guy is just incredible at, at behind center I mean he just does so many things he's a weapon he's like Taysom Smith uh, Taysom Hill for the Saints he can everything he does is electric uh, and then the guy behind him is a similar guy in Tyler Vitt he's more of a runner he doesn't want to throw the ball as much but they're both really good quarterbacks the problem is both of them got hurt last year. Um, you know, they, when Brady McBride was hurt, Tyler Vitt was in the game. Tyler Vitt got hurt. Brady McBride came back. They went back and forth because neither one of them could really stay healthy. And and, and it's been injury prone pretty much the whole time he's been there. Um, but, again, I think Brady, Brady McBride's the guy that they're going to ride. And if you've watched any of Texas State football when he's behind center, it is – it is the most incredible play and then the most unbelievable play the next play. It's, it's hard to watch because he he does some things that you go, what is he doing out there? But on the flip side of it, he makes things happen as well. So he's he's just an interesting guy to watch play football, um, but he'll be the guy behind center. They also have a running back, Calvin Hill, no relation to the Dallas Cowboys, Calvin Hill. Um, who's like a more of a scat-back guy uh, and uh, really helps his quarterback out a lot. He's a a great receiver out of the backfield. Uh, Their offensive offensive line should be really good this year. They bring back five of their top six tacklers on defense, uh, but their defense, again, it needs to improve. It's got to get better. Uh, In really studying this team, I had no idea of this, but listen to this. Since 2016, and that's as far as I went back, they have not won more than three football games. They went two and three games, almost alternating years for every year that they've been with us in Sunbelt. Uh, and again, when you look at how good they should be because of facilities and location, I don't know. you. I, I know you have. I don't know how many of our listeners have been there. But San Marcos is a wonderful place to go to. It's Sam- beautiful.
0: San Marcos is probably my my favorite favorite uh, spot to go to. Quite honestly, oh. they they have a beautiful stadium, just the right size. They've got Baylor mm-hmm. to coming in to open up the season this year. Yes, it, it, it's yes just, they do.
1: So San Marcos, they
0: everything you want: barbecue, Mexican. I mean, yes.
1: oh, it's 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 a it's a wonderful place. It really is. They they out of conference schedule is interesting. They 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 start the year. They got Baylor at home. They go on the road to FIU. And I think, look, the Baylor game, they're probably going to lose. I don't think they're going to win that. But the they go to Florida International and that's going to be the game that tells us how good or bad uh, they are. Right. That's a game that if they lose that game, it could be okay. They're not they're the same as they they always are. If they win that game. They've got Incarnate Word at home, which you assume is a win. And they've got Eastern Michigan on the road, which should be a win as well, as long as they play, as long as they're what I think they're going to be, right? Uh, which sets them up nicely. In conference, um, they, they go to App, <laughs> they go they come to us, and they go to Arkansas State, right? Um, I, wait, I'm sorry. They go to Coastal. I'm That's, sorry. Yeah. They go to Coastal they come to us and they play Arkansas state all at their places, but they don't have to face app. So they do get that luxury that they don't have to play app this year. Um, the other thing that's amazing about them. And I was, I was, I remember this last year because I was following them pretty well early in the season. And I said this, I think I said this on Rage and Pagen, that they were the best one and four, one and three team in the country. So listen to this. And I I got this next to me. They lost by a touchdown to SMU, which SMU was a pretty good team. They were 23 point underdog in that game and they lost by seven. They then played uh, UTSA who the Cajuns know very well, right? We had to play them in a bowl game. They lost in double overtime to them. Then they went and they beat ULM badly, which ULM was a bad team. But then they lost on a on a field goal to Boston College. They were one and three and could easily have been four and zero. Oh. But they finished that that first four games at one and three, and then it and then it just really fell apart. The wheels came off after that. They uh, they lost to Troy. They lost to South Alabama. They had to play BYU and got crushed by them we beat them by 10 in a, a, a game that i was surprisingly closer than i thought it would be they lost the app they lost to georgia southern they beat arkansas state late in the season in a really close game and then they lost badly to coastal but but if they finished if they would have started that season 4-0 and think about how different of a year that would have been right yeah.
0: I, and I think that has a lot to do with it. And that's what we were talking about with South Alabama with their killer schedule to begin with, you know, and, and it's like, you know, what does that do for a team? I understand sometimes having to pay the bills, but at the yeah. same time, man, that's, that's rough. Very rough. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, it is. So they're, they're going to be an interesting team this year. I really have some, some, uh, I feel like this might be their breakout year, and again, I've, I've said this multiple seasons in a row because I can't believe they haven't been better than they've been. But I, I think schedule sets up well for them. Um, the talent, we we think the talent is there. They they've got the right guy as the head, co- head coach, so I really believe they're going to be a better football team this year. But well,
0: do, do you think he's on the hot seat? This being year four. I, I
1: don't, I don't because I think he gets a pass on the COVID year. He he's brought in some pretty good talent. He down, look, injuries crushed him last year, uh specifically at the quarterback position. Um look, if they go two and t- if they go two and ten, yeah, he is on the hot seat. I don't foresee them going two and ten this year. Okay. I think if I think if he's if he's close to five hundred. He'll have another. He'll he'll come back the next year.
0: Well, I, that'll be an interesting situation. Uh, uh, I, I don't think they can continue to rebuild every four years uh, with a new no. coach. So I think, you, to me, you got to give him another year. But it, it'll be I absolutely agree with that. We know how ads can be though, and I don't think yeah. their ad's been there that long. So it may be one of those situations. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it might be, but I, I look, you're right. That's the problem. You can't keep rebuilding. Uh, they've got to give somebody a chance. And, and look, if they get over that three win hump, maybe that's the number, right? Finally, they look up and say, okay, we're not three and nine this year. We're four and eight or five and seven. I, I don't know, but we'll see. Well, they, uh, they,
0: they've got the teams coming to them in South Alabama and Troy which they have a, a great opportunity to beat, playing them at home. They do go on the yep. road to Georgia State in that stupid freaking train whistle that I'll bring the up train again. Whistle. Woo! You know, I got you woo right here. Uh, get off my uh, – <laughs> and then uh, – but, you know, you still – you got Georgia Southern at home, which is going to be a tough one. But, you know, you finish yep. the season at Conway and at Arkansas State. Now the whole deal there is, like as we talked about earlier with Arkansas State, how is Arkansas State going to respond? Do they come in and they're five and five? Do they need another win to get bowl eligible? Are they three and seven, three and you know whatever that record may and be there? Right. Yeah. So. So
1: yeah. So I look. It's similar to Arkansas State that we talked about earlier. I think. Um, I think Texas State's going to be an interesting one. Because that FIU game is going to tell a, a good story, right? Where they stand for the season. Um, FIU has not been a traditionally very good team, but look, it's a it's a it's a level opponent. It's a team that if you lose that game, that could be crushing. If you win that game, it could give you it could it could set you up for a pretty good season the rest of the year.
0: Yep. So
1: so. Like I said, I, I look. I don't see them. I don't see them beating Baylor, but they do get Baylor at home, right? So that's a that's a good game for them to have at home. I don't see them beating Baylor, but then that FAIU game, and then look, Incarnate Word—that's a winnable game. EMU is a winnable game. They could come out of their non-conference schedule three and one.
0: Well, with Baylor coming to their place, hopefully their their fans come out and support them, and their absolutely path, they. Uh, they pack the state with Texas state fans. and Don't let the Baylor fans buy tickets because even though it's not a very large stadium, it is a very it's, nice stadium.
1: It's a very nice stadium. Yes. So,
0: sir. All right. Well, we're down to our final team tonight. And the no, I'm excited. I'm excited
1: about talking about this one.
0: I figured you might be so, but you're listening and we're talking with Craig Malasa and guests, very special guest, Dave Amato talking Sunbelt conference football, the Western division tonight. Um, before we get started though, you know, the passing of Bobby Bowden, uh, coach Bowden up there, ULM, his his dad passed away this year. Like to offer our condolence to the Bowden family, uh, by all accounts, I never got to meet the man, but by all accounts, a first-class individual, uh, and just loved the way he coached, loved his passion. And, uh, just, it just, just, just seem seem to be doing it right. So, condolences to them, and uh, you know, like I said, the Bowden family. Uh, so, ULM 0 and 10 last year. Not only 0 and 10, but never led in a game. So, yeah. if you're so, so, let me
1: let me let me tell you what my first note here is that I wanted to t- say: the team's coming off an 0 10 season, and they were worse than their record indicated.
0: <laughs> uh when the Cajuns scored 70 something against them that told you a little bit right there I mean I think we had a very good team last year but we I in my opinion as good as we were last year we did not play up to our potential but that's for another night another discussion but to score 70 plus uh is is always good and Dave I'm sorry I did not ask you. you asked me what I was drinking tonight sipping on do you have an adult beverage in hand I do.
1: I have uh, I have moved to a red Zinfandel okay. uh, instead of uh, an IPA tonight. I have moved to uh, a red Zin and uh, thoroughly enjoying it. It is a uh, Mad Dash red Zin out of uh, the uh, Northern California area. So
0: I, I've actually heard good things about that. I'm not I'm not that much of a wine drinker unless I'm having a steak. But uh, it looked like it was a stemless wine glass, but I didn't want it, it with the TV. Yes, sir. Camera, it is <laughs> with the TV camera, though. I didn't want it to. It, it kind of looks. It's dark, so I didn't want to assume it was a Coke either or, or Pepsi. No, nope, so,
1: no, nope, it's a it's a red wine.
0: So good deal. So back to ULM. All right. So yes, totally agree. Uh, is it, as bad as their record war, was? They were a worse team. But you know yes. they open up at Kentucky, then they're back home against Jackson yeah. State and Troy. What do you see in those first three games?
1: So listen, I, I I was looking at their schedule and and just to focus on the out of conference before we even get to the conference piece, the schedule's brutal. They start at Kentucky, that's a loss, right? There's no question about that. Um, their other out of conference games include Liberty, who does come to Monroe. And we talked about Liberty a little bit last week. Liberty is going to be a very good team. Monroe can't be right. I yeah. don't believe that at all. And then, um, uh, Oh, they got LSU late in the season. Yep. LSU is going to beat them. LSU will beat them worse than we beat them. And we beat them 70 to 21, I think was the final last the
0: question is, is prime time. And well, the Jackson State was, ja- uh, Jaguars, are they? can they beat them?
1: That was my other one. So I see one possible out-of-conference win, and it's Jackson State. But Jackson State is not the Jackson State of all. Jackson State has Deion Sanders as their head coach, obviously. Everybody knows that. But the most important part of that is not only has he gotten a ton of transfers to come in to play for him, he's signing kids that normally wouldn't go to Jackson State because it's fact that neon, neon Neon Dion is the yep. the coach there.
0: Well, if uh, I remember correctly, uh, isn't Walter Payton wasn't Walter Payton Jackson State? I mean, I know it was a different yeah, era, yeah. different time, different and, era. but still yeah. some history but there.
1: some absolute history there. So, so look, I see one possible out of conference win. One And I'm still not confident that they can win that game. On the flip side of that, listen to this. They are at Coastal. They are at
0: UL. And they are at App State. Boy, the scheduling gods did not like them. (laughs) And to, to make it worse, in my opinion, is four out of their last five games are on the road. And mm-hmm. that would App State, Texas State, LSU, and the Cajuns. So, yeah, geez. I don't
1: envy. I don't envy the situation that Terry Bowden has come into. Right, he's the first year coach coming into a terrible football team. Now, the piece about them being terrible was they had a lot of people quit on them last year. A lot of players didn't play well. They didn't want to play. Some guys opted out. They had a quarterback who opted out in the middle of the season and is back on the team this year, which is amazing to me. Wow. He will be a back, he'll be the backup. The, yeah, starter, Go ahead. the starter is is Rhett Rodriguez, who is Rich Rodriguez's son, who, if anybody college follows college football, Rich Rodriguez is the offensive coordinator at ULM. But Rich Rodriguez was the head coach at Michigan. He was the head coach at multiple West Virginia before that. Arizona. Um, Arizona. So he's he's an experienced guy. His son was the, a, a transfer from Arizona. And um, he will be the starter. There's no question about that. Colby uh, Suits will end up being the back there. He was the starter last year. Did not put up good numbers. Um, And probably will not see action as long as Rhett Rodriguez is healthy. They lose a a really talented running back in Josh Johnson, and they lose a really talented receiver who was their tight end, Josh Peterson, who, if you follow football at all, he was the former son or the son of the former Philadelphia Eagles coach, uh, uh, Doug Peterson um so they lose two big weapons on offense they get back a bunch of people including their top three tacklers from last year off of an awful defense so i don't know if you can read anything into that but the fact that they're getting this talent back off of a team that was really bad we'll see i think there will be better Um, because there'll be some energy there. They brought in some, some transfers, but at the end of the day, they're not going to be a very good football team. They will be better than they were last year, but that's, they literally were the worst team in college football last year. I mean, there's no argument about that.
0: So the the Cajuns picked up one of their guys and I'm a butcher his name, TJ fail.
1: <laughs> you you actually I, I wrote that down because in case we were going to talk about them he, he, and I had to look it up. It's pronounced Fiola. Okay. And it, and it doesn't look like Fiola at all. Um, but he was a guy. He was a he was a third team Sun Belt offensive lineman okay. off of a team that couldn't do anything. Right? <laughs> so so you know the, the Cajuns may have taken their best offensive player.
0: That, that was kind of my point. I mean, going and I was like, okay, and you don't see a whole lot of guys transfer from there to us. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. So, but good, good. Um, so, yeah. they're going to struggle. I think they
1: look, there's they do get, look, they've got 11 transfers. Um, of those 11 transfers, there's a couple from, uh, or there's one from Oklahoma, there's one from Texas, one from Wake Forest, and one from Purdue. So you've got some some talent there. But seven of the transfers that are coming in, and listen to the schools. that are tra- and, and these guys might be fantastic athletes. I don't know. But listen to the, the other seven transfers. The University of Massachusetts, who is one of the worst FBS football teams in the country. Kennesaw State. Akron. Wagner. Eastern Illinois and San Jose State. Now, San Jose State might be the best of all of those teams that I just named, uh, but they're in a total rebuild mode, right? They've got and um, they've got guys who know how to build programs, obviously with uh, Terry Bowden and 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 Rich Rodriguez, but they they've got to replace both their kicker and their punter from last year. They were bad offensively, they were bad defensively, and they were bad in special teams. I, I They were a total mess last year and their schedule is brutal this year. I don't know. They'll be better because they can't be worse, but I don't see them being much better. It, it's a... I hope Terry Bowden plans on being there a long time because well, he can't th- do it overnight.
0: Yeah, well, one thing about ba- Bowden is, he, he is he's been a for lack of a better term, a turnaround genius out out of it all. So, I mean, everywhere he's went, he's taken bad teams and gotten them better. So, God bless him. But, you know, back to Fiola real quick, uh, uh, 38 games started in in his three Mm -hmm. years at ULM. Uh, He was was at Oklahoma, the 5A uh, lineman of the year at his high school. So, and, and not only that, got a degree in kinesiology in three years. And anybody, years, yeah. and, and uh, my friend, Dr. Brian Campbell here at UL, uh, well, I, I know he's going, ain't nobody getting no kinesiology degree in three years. But uh, this this cat must, not only is he a player, but evidently a very smart and academic guy. Uh, so good so, wait,
1: the The other thing to think about with him is, and he, look, he's a very good player. He's not – he transferred from a team that he was guaranteed to be the best offensive lineman on to a team that he is not guaranteed to start. Yeah. Right? The Cajuns are bringing back five offensive linemen who have started football games, including Max Mitchell, Osiris Torrance, who are Sunbelt – maybe Sunbelt first team guys. Shane Vallow at center. Ken Marks, who comes back from a season off who probably will be a starter and then uh, Carlos Rubio. So there's not a whole lot of spots on that offensive line that you go. Yep. I'm going to plug him in. Right. He will play. He will probably get, if he doesn't start, he will be, he will play a lot because Napier has been a guy who likes to rotate offensive linemen. Our, 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 our previous coach was not a guy no. who liked to do that. Our, our new coach likes to rotate offensive linemen. So at the end of the day, look, I think, I think Fiola will start for the Cajuns. I really do. But at the end of the day, he's going to be a guy who rotates a lot of offensive linemen. So Fiola will see a lot of playing time. No yeah, question it, about
0: it. That's the thing with offensive linemen not as much as you see with defensive linemen. Uh, you, but you, you will see some guys getting a lot of playing time there. I agree with you. And, uh, yeah. And and it's not one of those things that you have to start to make your mark either. So, right. And and as you well know, uh, through, through the years, uh, usually your first guys, that get hurt are your offensive linemen, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So you can never have enough there. Yeah,
1: no, you need depth there. And occasions are, and we, I know we're not spending a lot of time on talking about them, but they have a lot of depth on the offensive line. So it'll be fun this year.
0: Well, Dave, we're going to take our next break. Uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and then come back and give you our picks on how we think we'll, uh, the Sunbelt Conference West will finish. Uh, just remember, give to the RCAF, Raging Cajun Athletic Foundation. If the Raging Cajuns are not your football team or your sports team, please give to your athletic foundation or your university. We'll be right back after this brief message. Welcome back to We're Talking, Craig Molasa and our very special guest, Dave Amato. We're talking. Sunbelt Conference football. Dave, specifically the West, it's that time of the night. Where are you going? Who's your top pick? I mean, I think we can, if you want to go one and five, uh, I think we. that's one thing we can agree on. And uh, yeah, I might right. have to be honorary and pick against you on something else, but uh, <laughs> go ahead. Tell me your one and five teams.
1: Yeah, so obviously, uh, probably a homer, but probably because they're the best team in the conference, uh, at least on the West. And probably, arguably, in the entire conference, uh, Louisiana is number one. I, I I don't know many people who are arguing with that point in the West. So uh, UL at number one, and then look, I <laughs> I don't know how you pick against ULM at number five. I, I just I, they're they're clearly the team that's looking up at the rest of the conference.
0: Yeah, it, so it, that's oh, go ahead. No I was' gonna say it's tough. I mean nothing not, and as much as I like to make fun of them and everything no disrespect, but man, between their schedule and what they've got coming back, I really think yeah. uh, coach Bowden will will will, will 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 make some progress whether it's enough to get them forward and, and uh, to win to win games, who knows but uh, yeah. it, it, so, he, so- he's walking in a tough situation he really is so
1: then we talk about who's going to be two three and four right so here is here's my bold prediction finally texas state turns the corner texas state finishes second in the conference um and i know that's uh that's a little of a surprise But I think, again, I think this is the year they turn the corner and I think they become second. And it's not because they're that good. It's because the West is that bad. And I don't know if the other teams are going to be any good either. Um, But Texas State will improve and finish second. Arkansas State will finish third and then South Alabama fourth, and then ULM will bring up the rear. That's my prediction, and I can't wait to hear what Craig Belasa, the great Craig Uh, Belasa has to say.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Dave, you know, before you started, I started typing. I I said, I know where I'm going. I'm going to go with my gut here. All right, I've got South Alabama second, Texas Uh State third, and Arkansas State fourth. So, once again –
1: we're not that far off though. No, no, but, it's but,
0: not. And, and honestly, but, like you said, three, four, and five can all be switched. I mean, yeah. So two, no one picked four. Yeah. yeah, two, three, four. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, but it's probably going to, since neither one of us picked Arkansas State second, they'll probably end up in second.
1: They'll and probably since, end up second.
0: Yeah, no one yeah. picked South Alabama second, so they'll probably end up second. And <laughs> no one picked, uh, You know what? What Texas State third, so they'll probably. uh, You know, I don't know, man. Or I'm sorry, second, third, fourth.
1: I really don't. I really don't know. Look, USA, South Alabama is the one that that I don't have a clue about because of all of the transfers, right? If they if they hit on these transfers and they were the right guys, maybe maybe they're second. But again, remember. The team who finished in second place last year didn't win a lot of football games.
0: No, but I, I think if they if they can open up the season in Mobile against Southern Miss, I think that can set the tone for the rest it of will. the season for them because they could literally be going into the Cajuns game October second, three and undefeated, two three and teams in the Sun Belt Conference playing, yeah. uh, which which would be tremendous. Then they go to then they go to Texas State. They have Georgia Southern home. I don't think they'll win that game. But then they have ULM and Arkansas yeah. State, who I don't think is very good. And the Troy game, like we talked about, they don't have Coastal on the schedule. They do have App State. I think that's another loss for them. Yeah, oh, they, they do, do have Coastal on the schedule. I, I, I didn't, not Coastal to uh, finish the year in Mobile. And if by some chance they are seven and three, six and four, I think they got a chance to upset Coastal at home depending on what Coastal has done the rest of the year, you know. It's yeah. all very interesting.
1: It's going to be a fun year. Look, I, I think um, the the West, some somebody's got to give – UL will have a game this year that just like last year, right, between Georgia State and Georgia Southern specifically that scare the heck out of you, right? And And does that team come from the West? I don't know. Um, they all, they all have a with the exception of ULM. They all have ability to be a team that scares you because they can put up points, right? Um, USA has got, they're going to have a new quarterback. So that's the one piece we don't know. We've seen the quarterback at Arkansas state. We've seen the quarterbacks at Texas state. USA is going to be the one that I I don't know. I've got them fourth, but they could be second easily. It's It's going to be a crapshoot.
0: You know, Texas State, you know, I know we kind of glossed over a little bit. The Cajuns won by 10 points, but they outscored the Cajuns in the second half, uh, 13 to 10. So, I mean, it wasn't like we played our best football there.
1: Oh, we we played, we probably, probably played the worst football game of the year against Texas State. And the reason I say that is because our defense, and that was a part of our team that I thought really improved last year our defense against texas state was horrendous and i don't know why they were that bad against texas state
0: i know tennessee is an sec school but they're they're not what i would call top of the line And, and and maybe things will change by the time they when they hit there but you know to me looking at that game right there obviously it's in knoxville they're going to be in boone the weekend before but at the same time I'm not saying they can win, but if they can just get some momentum going into the game against Coastal, it's possible, and Coastal is at home in Mobile, there's no telling what could happen there. And if I'm, if I'm a transfer from one of these Alabama, Auburn's, Texas A&M, uh, UT, um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, you know, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, if I'm looking at places to transfer, I'm sorry, Mobile's a great town to go to. Oh, absolutely! Don't get get me wrong. If I'm taking out Lafayette, because I love Lafayette, no doubt about it. You (laughs) moved back from North Carolina here, but St. Marcos is the other place. There are no reason those two teams should not be fighting for for uh, at least a no less than a bowl game every year. You know they should they should be getting to the point where they're that they're fighting for the for the Sun Belt West title. I, think- I alluded
1: to it. I alluded to it earlier in the conversation. That I, I don't know how Texas State has been as bad as they are. I don't. I mean, like you, I, and and maybe some of our listeners haven't been there, but you go to San Marcos, and you're a recruit that could go to other places. San Marcos is a great place to be. And I I, I sit back and I go, man, their facilities are good. Their enrollments huge. they their their athletic budgets are good size. They they should have every reason to be good, and they continue to be terrible.
0: I I want to say part of that, and and uh, I, uh, and look
1: they they they're in a market that's very challenging, right? You yeah. you think about it. You've got you know just in the G five world, you've got the Houston's and the you know, but then you think about the P five schools that are taking away but you got texas tech texas a&m texas tech baylor you go through the texas schools they're challenged again to recruit there
0: well i i, I don't have time to look it up but uh, one of the things i want to say is that uh that they have not uh since they become a uh um division FBS. one yes yeah fbs yes thank you fbs school i don't think they've been very patient with their coaches
1: so no they have not they have not
0: they so but again i i
1: i keep saying this but he hasn't proven it yet i think spadoval is the guy i think this is a good hire for them um he's a guy that's you know was a name before he got the texas state job people were looking at him because of his his resume i I think he look is he a head coach? We don't know. We'll find out. Look, if they if they continue to lose, if they if they win three games this year, two games next year, he's going to be gone. And maybe he's a great coordinator, but not. Like, how many guys are we do we know in in football that are great coordinators but have never been head can't be the head coach guy, right? It happens right. all the time.
0: So let's look at it this way: since, since 2013, their their first year in the Sun Belt, the teams have played eight times. The Cajuns have beat them all eight times. But last year's game was the closest game there was. The closest of them. So, does that d- does last year's schedule mean this year's results? Nothing. But I I agree. I think this might be the coach for them. But I think they've done some things with athletic directors too, and and yeah. some people were calling for their athletic director's head for some of it. So, uh, I wish I could, and I'll have it for next week's uh, chat on how long they've kept their coaches since they've been in the Sun Belt. So, but yeah. uh, again, Dave, I mean, you know, we, I, I hope we're not wrong on, on uh, one and, and five. Uh, <laughs> I
1: hope I hope we're not wrong on one. I could care less what happens two, three, four, and five. I'd like ULM to be at five when it's all said and done. But at least if we can agree on one and it finishes that way, I'll be happy.
0: I, I agree with you there. Uh, I'm. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting, and, and and you know, it's one of those things that it's just like you know, if if I'm right or you're right, does it really mean anything? No, it just means we're no. we're, uh, we're just dumb and uh, we we're fine, <laughs> and we found you know hit that board though. Uh,
1: wait wait, I got I got my notes here. I got to write down your uh, oh I've got them your
0: pick. I've got them. <laughs> I've got them here. But I got last week's too.
1: And I, uh, I just want to, I want to sit around in December and say, man, I was a genius or I was a moron. <laughs> all right. When, when Costa
0: comes out third in the East, you're going to say, man, Craig, you were a genius. That so, was that that's a bold pick. That was it is bold. It pick. is bold. And I do have my reasonings a little bit more, Uh, but at the same time, you know, they could literally like like we talked about they could be six and oh going into their first tough game so how much of yeah. that gives them confidence but at the same time how, how much of it gives them overconfidence so yeah but yeah, uh I'm that. no I, i'll send you uh a, a, a link to the uh spreadsheet and you can put any more notes you want there uh in, in there and we can you can highlight the ones that you're going like man this guy's a moron so yeah. he's been he's been sipping the bourbon too much so but <laughs> But Dave, it's been fun again tonight. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It it
1: has been. Thank you so much for this, Greg. This has been uh, a lot of fun.
0: For those that don't know, Dave Amato, he's our very special guest tonight. A Raging Cajun fan. Obviously, he's a homer for us, but that's okay. He looks at things objectively. Uh, He's going to be here the rest of the year if all things go well. Uh, With his work schedule and my work schedule, we plan on talking at least – uh, twice a week or at least once a week, but may split it up with a pre-game post-game, uh the uh, Cajuns and same thing what what happens And we may have to do a third one or three segments around the sun belt of what happens each week. So all fun. Yeah. I know Dave doesn't mind he, he looks at these things anyway. So yeah. uh, it's gonna be great because you know I'm I just started riding a few years ago and I think I'm getting a little better but uh and i'm not comfortable i guess public speaking so much so this is kind of like now that i'm better with my writing this was the next thing for me to conquer here and as long as i'm having fun we can do this and uh but i do think as much as you like to write too i can tell uh you you get so much more out you can you can you can talk more about what's going on and you're not time to parse your words and uh and you don't have to go back and reread that going like, who did I really do that? But you can read You can listen to this and go, yeah, I just said that.
1: Yep. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been, this has been a lot of fun, Craig, And I'm, uh, I'm really, really excited. We're, you know, a, 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 we are one week away from college football Saturday, this Saturday, there are a lot of college football games.
0: I know it's, it's, it's scary. It's very good. I mean, uh, uh, I think with COVID and everything last year, I, was, uh, I, I said that it would be baseball that brought the, the, the country back. And to a certain extent, it was Major League Baseball started up before anything else did. Then the NBA came in. But, you know, this year with a full college uh, football schedule on, on, uh, on tap, I'm looking forward to it. So, Dave, yeah. safe travels this week. Uh, Absolutely. We will chat when you get back uh, next week. We'll set up a time. Uh, I'm not sure for those listening via the podcast. Not sure which day we're going to post this yet. We might just. Uh, it's Monday night. We got the Saints game on the uh, on in both of us on the background. So yeah, uh, got Deuce Deuce uh, Deuce Wallace and uh, and Christian Ringo playing for the Saints. So two two former Cajuns. And, and all could-
1: of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's a close football game.
0: Yeah, I did notice that. Uh, but I have seen recently Deuce on the field. and okay. And uh, he's getting some playing time there. So, well, love good. to see that. I could not be happier. Uh, an outstanding young man. So, until next week, thank you for listening. We're talking. Craig Malasa and Dave Amato will be back and listen to you air. Don't forget, give to your athletic foundations. There's what. That is what keeps this program going.
1: Thank you.